Hey, it's Domain Day from CheapWineFinder.com. Coming at you again with another wine review. Give them the drummer a little bit there. And this time we got a wine that's kind of a fall winter wine. Let me grab the bottle. It's the Michael and David Petite Petite 2019. It's actually a Petite Syrah, but it has a blend of 85% Petite Syrah and 15% Petite Verdot, which is why there's two Petites, even though they're one spelled with an E and the other without. And it's, even though they kind of sound a lot alike and they have Petite means they have smaller berries. They're two grapes that you don't normally see hanging out together. And it's a really tasty wine. Just took a sip as I was thinking about it. I'll give you a little... There's a backstory here. Wines that have a story always taste better. And Petite Syrah... It has an interesting story, and it's kind of like a underdog wine. Back in the 1800s, France had all sorts of uh, problems in the vineyards. The climate changed. There was pests. There was disease. There was mold. They literally had to go to Rioja and kind of upgrade Rioja's vineyards. There's kind of a sleepy local wine place in Spain just to keep the wine coming because they're their vineyards were having so many problems. So, um, I mean, Bordeaux has all sorts of, you can read up about that, but a man named Durif in Rome decided that since the Syrah grape was having a problem, he was going to cross it with a grape called, I think, Persan. I've never heard it pronounced before, and I've never seen it in a wine. But that grape was healthy and hearty, and the Shiraz grape needed some help. So he went about, you know, doing the cross of the cross fertilization and doing all his work and takes a few vintages to get it right. And by the time he got it right, well, the problem in Rome cleared up. There was no need for Petite Syrah. It was, Syrah was doing just fine. So he just put all that work into a grape that nobody wanted. And it somehow got to Australia, where it's called Durf, and to California. And it's kind of like um, the secret weapon. You see it added to Zinfandel wines quite a bit. It'll be like 90% um, Zinfandel, you know, 10% Petit Syrah. It's the secret weapon in a lot of uh, red blends. And you also see it in the new Boulder-style Pinot Noirs. So it's a wine that you probably drank a lot of and didn't know it. So that uh, goes over to Petit Verdot. Petit Verdot is one of the grapes that is approved for Bordeaux blends. Let me have another sip. This is a good wine. And if you ever look at the back or check out percentages in a Bordeaux blend, you know, it's usually some kind of uh, mixture of Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot. That's the whole That's the whole beauty of that Bordeaux wine is how those two wines interact. And 
you get a good shot at Cabernet Franc, which ties everything together, and you'll get like 2% Petit Verdot. I asked a winemaker one time, why bother? And he says, well, everything you do to a wine changes it. And when you're looking for something that's exactly the way you want it, well, 2% will do the trick. And one of the reasons they only put a couple of percentages in there is the name. You know, like the petite means small. It means the berries are smaller. But Verdot is green. Uh, Verts are green beans in France. This is a red grape. That, that, that small green tells you everything I need to know about it. It doesn't get ripe. It, it has such a long growing season, and that can be an issue in Bordeaux, to where only a small percentage of what they grow turns out, which is why you only get 2% to put in of the Bordeaux blends. But when you grow it in Lodi, like the Petit Petit, oh, it gets ripe. The climate's completely different, and Petit Verdot kind of thrives. And I got a feeling we're going to see more Petit Verdot wines uh, coming out of uh, California, but you know, but it takes some time because people don't go to the store looking for California Petit Verdot. But what does it do to this wine? It makes a delicious, smooth, rich wine with some weight and some depth. Not quite as spicy as Zinfandel, but it has some delicious spice. It does very well for itself. This is a great tasting wine. That 93 points the 2018 vintage got, well, I believe it. And I, yeah, I don't know what the 2019 vintage has, but it drinks really well. I'm going to take another sip. A three-sip wine. It's smoky. It's dark. It's brooding. It's got full flavor. Michael and David, who's the winery here, have been around since the 1850s. They're... they're well, the people who run it now are fifth generation um, in the wine industry, and the sixth generation is actually working there. You know, it's one of those situations where it's been around forever, and they make really good wines. And one good thing about making good wines is what's the difference between a good Napa Valley wine and a good uh, Bordeaux wine or a good... Um, Sonoma wine or a good Lodi wine. Well, the, the one, I'm not sure what the difference is, but I know what, what's good about them is that they're good wine. This is a good wine. This thing drinks like a $25 to $35 wine. It's got depth. It's got uh, richness. It's got, it just got, it's got what you want this in a fall heavy duty wine with some weight in it. So, you know, what can you say? Tastes good. Costs Gosh, it's cheaper than it should be. It's a good, it's a, it's a well-priced wine. The $18 list is a, is a good price, and I, I got it for 13 That's crazy. And with the um, holidays coming up, these wines are going to be, uh, be available for good prices. And like I said, full price is still a bargain. So there you go. That's me, Domain Dave, uh, talking about a fall wine with some weight and depth to it. And an interesting story about Petit Petit, how two kind of odd grapes got together and did something pretty nice. So that's it for me. Keep it cheap. Stay safe. Stay warm. And I'll be talking to you before too long. And adios. Bye-bye.